Welcome to Match Weekly. This is Richie. This is Peter. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, drama sets the stage for the semifinals. As great nations fall to power bottom underdogs, Croatia and Morocco. Legends end their World Cup careers, and we bite our nails on a French repeat, or the final chapter in the legendary uh, story of Lionel Messi. But man, oh man, as we get into the semifinals, we have the four M's, the true four horsemen of the apocalypse that is this World Cup, the four M's of Messi, Modric, Mbappe, and of course, Morocco. Let's kick off. Peter, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. How about you? <laughs> Uh, I'm good. I just experienced some fun recently. Oh, did yeah. you now? Was it on Friday or Saturday? Ooh, ah, let me tell you. It was Friday. <laughs> and also <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we started off uh, with that nice Croatia-Brazil game where it goes to extra time, 0-0 to extra time, then both teams score where... Uh, what what did when did Neymar score in the 105th? He scored in 105th. Petkovic scored yep. in 117th. Like I was, we'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. Netherlands Argentina. <laughs> you have this game where I think everybody thought Argentina was going to win because you know how often does somebody score off of a free kick in the 90th plus 10? But. The Netherlands did it, sent it two extra time, and then eventually penalties again, but Argentina wins. Croatia won the first one. Then you have the next day uh, where Morocco beats Portugal in regular time, shocking everyone, becoming the first African team in the semifinals. And then you have Hell the yeah. second game of the day, the one that I uh, we were talking earlier, and I called it the a match that had... Uh, finals caliber teams in it yeah you said it a lot quicker before but i'm yeah, glad you went the slower way for when we record it's for emphasis really <laughs> i gotta build it up yes uh, absolute build up <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah france won two to one uh but let's talk about these first two games first croatia brazil right Oof. uh i mentioned I don't remember, actually. Did I mention in the last episode how uh, I was saying, oh, you see, earlier in the tournament, we saw these big blowout games with England versus Iran and Spain versus Costa Rica, and then in the next match, their offenses were kind of stifled where it was 0-0 England-USA and 1-1 Spain-Germany. And then you saw it happen here. You saw Brazil and you saw Portugal, both of them. Uh, but we're talking about Brazil right now. We'll go Portugal later. Brazil <laughs> blows out South Korea 4-1. And then in this game for 104 minutes are unable to score against the Croatia team that I don't think it's unfair to say is their their defense really shouldn't... They had no business keeping Brazil to a scoreless 104 minutes. <laughs> Neymar scores an incredible solo goal. And then... Richie's in our group chat talking about how much he wants to die. <laughs> and, and then Petkovic scores in the 117th minute to send this to, to penalties. And then you're like, hey, wait a second. I thought that we were in 2022, not 2018, with Croatia advancing to the semis on these two back-to-back penalties wins. 
But here we are again where Croatia scores all four of their penalties. <laughs> the first two of them straight down the middle. And I turned to my wife and I was like, oh, my God, are they only going <laughs> to shoot the ball straight? <laughs> where, you know, uh, both of the uh, – Livakovic sco- uh, saved both of them, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two saves. So I said to – I said – I don't remember if I said it in the group chat or if I said it – uh, just to my wife, but I was like, I hope Croatia wins the whole World Cup. It <laughs> goes to penalties on every game just so Livakovic yeah. can get 10 saves. Oh, my God. That would be wild. I mean, I'm also glad that you interpreted Oh, no, it wasn't two. Basic... It wasn't two because Marquinhos oh, no. hit the post. Marquinhos oh, hit the post. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the more dramatic end. Um, But, uh, yeah, you... Uh, I'm glad you elaborated on my more basic text of like, <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, in all caps. Um, <laughs> we don't have to make it sound more intelligent. I'm we're, I'm willing to stay as dumb as it sounds coming out of my mouth. Um, I, yeah, it was a stressful game again because of the lovely timing that is the World Cup and how it doesn't fit into my uh, teacher schedule. I am furious that <laughs> I have to pay attention to other things at times but again it was you the perfect have timing yeah i have to sadly but i don't um, think you have to i it think was, it's more of a suggestion no honestly it, the the uh length of this game thankfully carries out into a lovely uh two-period lunch break where i <laughs> usually meet up with other teachers and we talk instead i showed up and just sat down in the corner with my laptop and then a few of them slowly came up behind me <laughs> and uh yeah getting the the pet petkovic uh tying goal after a, yes a beautiful neymar goal that once you saw it go in it's like yeah i'm shocked it took this long because um Offensively, Brazil were on it. Um, although I rate Gavardiol greatly, uh, it, he was just throwing everything he could at it with desperation. Yeah. He's uh, twenty, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. How I saw... <laughs> you got this? The best, probably the best attack in the world, uh, going up against a twenty-year-old. You can only do so much, but he was. They were able to hold on. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen someone. Um, display their nightmare scenario and that looked like Gavardiol's I mean just (laughs) wide-eyed looking at Neymar just making something out of nothing but the build-up to that goal was um, just beautiful and it went in it was just like a it felt like uh, a Shakespearean stab in the heart I was like oh I'm gonna die quick but I'll at least you know have a little dramatic end because this is extra time, and sure enough, Petkovic, uh, although not a strong forward for the national team, he is stuck in my head because um, playing Pez every now and then instead of FIFA when FIFA angers me, which it does often. <laughs> uh, EA, get your shit together. Um, but the best part about PES is that it'll have... Um, <laughs> just randomly the stadium chanting a player's name. And for some reason, Bruno Petkovic is one of those guys <laughs> where the whole stadium just goes, or at the announcer goes, Bruno. And then everyone goes, Petkovic. <laughs> and it's, it goes on repeat. So his, his name is stuck into my head even before the World Cup. And here he is scoring 
uh, the the most needed goal imaginable, uh, and as he says, the most important goal in his career. Um, he said, I, I, he's like, I'm going to be telling children, grandchildren, great grandchildren. He's like, I'm telling everybody that I scored against Brazil. I helped us, you know, get through. And sure, yeah, yeah fucking. Why yeah, would you not? Top of the resume. Um, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't anything spectacular. It was a deflection. It was a swing. But hey, right place, right they time. They all count. Yeah, they all count. And uh, yeah, Lavakovic uh, again. Nothing beats the immediate tweet of Lavakovic with six arms. Because uh, my God, <laughs> the man is uh, the man is on fire, uh, and he was one of the things that um, was a huge focus going into the World Cup. Was can he do a job? Because before him, it was Subasic who was uh, phenomenal both for Croatia and Mar- uh, Monaco. I almost said Morocco. He was a double agent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Livakovic has only shown that he is a, a quality caliber. Um, goalie and uh, you know I, I'm glad Manuel Neuer is taking his break because I'm pretty sure I already saw the rumors that Bayern Munich are like I think we're just I think we'll just pick that up <laughs> yeah he, he's good man. yeah he's no, really I'm, good I'm very happy to see him shine yeah I mean it, it gets to this th- I think I was um, who was even calling this match was it was it Stu Holden no he did the Argentina won. Um, whoever was calling this match said yeah. on the air, like, hey, when you come up against Brazil, you got to really have a goalie that you can trust. And I mean, if last match, if the last match with the penalties didn't prove to you that you could trust this guy, like, he was making it, like, we need to stress this. He wasn't just great in penalties. He was great throughout the entire game. And like, I think there's two goalies right now, mm-hmm. maybe three, three goalies right now in this whole World Cup that don't, like even counting the eliminated teams already, that I would feel, su- four, that I feel super <laughs> confident with. And that's Building numbers. Allison, Chechny, mm-hmm. Bono, and Livakovic. I think they've been the four best goalies of this tournament so far. Um, yeah. Obviously, with recency bias and with Bono and Livakovic yeah. uh, being these absolute heroes that they needed to be, kind of makes you lean more towards them. But let's not forget, Alisson is a fantastic goalie. Yeah. And Chechny is also, like, one of the top-tier goalies. It's, I think it was, like, statistically, at the point in where Poland got eliminated, he was, like, by far the best goalie. Yeah. But he ain't here now. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think we need to talk more about the best moment of the game, where after Petkovic being. scored, they pan to the crowd. A very nice <laughs> <laughs> Croatian man is celebrating and then decides to stop celebrating and rip a vape, and it was I truly iconic. I mean, yeah, nothing beats... Uh someone uh disassociating with much elation and then returning to reality going oh, i need to hit it yeah, one <laughs> second one second please <laughs> just like let me ruin my own moment <laughs> yes and the the uh the new the new group chat <laughs> croatia vapor <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um 
just lovely drama for a quarterfinal. And uh, I'm glad I predicted this one right. I felt confident that they could carry through, and I'm glad they did. Don't you dare. You did not feel confident. You were feeling hopeful. No, I did. Yeah, no confidence. I am hopeful, <laughs> and it's usually the hope that kills you. And as you said, after Neymar scored, I wanted to die. Yeah. Um, so it all adds up. But uh, It was yeah. such a good goal, too. Mm. Neymar's goal happened, and I like I turned to my wife, and I was like, that is one of the it's best good. goals you'll ever see without even realizing it. Um, and it was it was one of those things where it's like you're picturing in your head going back and it's, oh, ESPN made a 30 for 30 on the 2022 World Cup champion Brazil team. And it's like, oh, it all seemed bleak. <laughs> Neymar stepped up and like made this yeah. incredible run where he like juked out Livakovic. Like, Livakovic did everything right on that play. Yeah. It just so happens know. Neymar has incredible feet. And then just buried it. It it was one of those things where it's like, and that's where the team's morale turned around. But then you saw Brazil kind of like, and you'll see this happen often, where a team is like, okay, we got our one, don't need to push for two. And when you give the other team chances, or when you when you kind of kill your momentum going forward because you're trying to run down the clock to win. Uh, you see all the other team needs is one chance to tie it up. Then they go to penalties and then don't fuck with Croatia in penalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a, this is a team that uh, clearly likes to suffer. Uh, they do well with <laughs> suffering. I mean, thinking about having to battle against blue lock and again, coming yep. from behind. Um, blue lock. It's they're real. Just, they're willing to endure. And despite, you know, the age of Modric and, uh, I, just the idea that these players are like, yeah, we'll just do the full, you know, 120, and then uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys by the goal. You ready? Like it's like it's insane. It's just like it just seems so common because again, the last World Cup, a lot of the knockout round uh, games for them were, you know, extra time. <laughs> They're just so comfortable uh, making it long um, and stressing me out. But uh, yeah, Croatia on to the semifinals and. Uh, uh, looking, looking to suffer a little bit more. Do you think that they, that Croatia, took on the will of Blue Lock after they beat Japan? <laughs> that they and that's what's it. getting them for they. It's whoever beats the team that holds the will of Blue Lock obtains the will of Blue Lock. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, know if you saw, but uh, Shinji <laughs> <so>. Kagawa <laughs> personally <laughs> delivered the scroll to Ivan Perisic <laughs> and was like, "Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> here you go yeah that's exactly what happened i mean yeah. uh but this the way the part. way that i phrased it by the way the way that i phrased it oh, guarantees well. that blue lock wins the world cup <laughs> <laughs> you just want that part to be right at the end of the it day. is true with the way that i phrase it which is now canon to the world <laughs> blue lock has won the world cup not yet but on you know the 18th blue lock will have won the world cup whether it's the the will of Blue Lock in Croatia or in the will of Blue Lock in Argentina or France or Morocco, who knows? But yeah, with that, let's get the fuck out of this game. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> leave Brazil in the dust. Straight into the next one, where Argentina played the Netherlands to a two-two draw. Yep. Into penalties, and this game started off with the commentators saying, "Hey." So this referee is Antonio Lajos. 
uh, or Antonio Mathieu. I don't know how which one it is under You're doing Spanish great. naming conventions. I know Fat Mob has it as Antonio Miguel Mathieu La Hose, but I don't mm-hmm. know what like he. They were like, "Oh yeah, if you don't know anything about this guy, uh, his games are always end in chaos. He has a terrible. J- <laughs> he he's not good at controlling <laughs> the game. He's not good at controlling the players. He gives out red cards and yellow cards like it's nothing. And then he proved it by giving out fifteen yellow cards during the game, including." three to people who were on the bench at the time. Um, so this game starts off chippy as hell. The commentators also said that the Netherlands versus Argentina is like a massive intercontinental rivalry, and I've never heard of that. But, okay. Well, I think also um, Netherlands, um, a lot of knockout round games that they've had, or at least when it comes to quarterfinals and on, have had a lot of games that have ended with a lot of yellow and red cards. And I want to say it's mostly been with South American teams. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I think you're right there. So, game starts. Uh, It's pretty uneventful. No yellow cards, no nothing. And then Molina scores on the most insane pass you'll ever see. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, look up the slow-mo replay of Molina's goal in the 35th minute. Messi looks up for half a second, looks back down, continues his run, and then without looking, plays a a through ball to Molina, gets it right on his foot, and he slots it home. It was incredible. It was butter. Butter! It really was. It was slick. It was incredible. Game goes on. It's chippy, chippy, chippy. Some controversy happens, which we'll talk about after the the recap. Um, then you have Weghorst gets a uh, yellow off the bench uh, while he's on the bench. <laughs> um, then you have Messi scores a penalty. Weghorst comes on, scores twice, which Ooh. is very important. Uh, <laughs> Like no no it's important to mention right after like because yeah. he he came on with a yellow how many situations yeah. you got that going on, um, he scores twice including one of these goals, being, essentially the last kick of the game, where, the Netherlands have a free kick at the edge of the area, and. Like, I'm still in awe about this. Essentially, they play it short. Right in front of the wall, Weghorst turns perfectly and is sent and pretty much has an open goal because Emmy Martinez is not going to react in time. <laughs> Gets his brace. Yeah, yeah. Game goes to extra time. Nobody scores in extra time. We go to penalties. Sick. Love it. What happens in <laughs> Again, penalties? Again, sure. <laughs> what happens in penalties? Virgil van Dyke steps up first. Big save, Emmy Martinez. Messi scores. First goal on their side. And then Bergheis was also a save, right? That was the one where Emmy Martinez danced afterwards? I think so. Um, and then, you know, obviously, they go on to win it. Uh, Lotaro Martinez comes up to take that final penalty, the fifth and final penalty for Argentina, after Enzo Fernandez has his saved just before because uh, Nopert is, you know, eight feet tall. 
<laughs> um, he comes up. The Dutch players surrounding him on his walk down there, and he says, "Ah, you know what? Fuck you guys. Slots ah, at home. Argent- Argentina moves on." <laughs> uh, this game was so weird to watch, um, because you have Argentina look like in the first half they are dominating this game. Everything yeah. is going their way. Like, it's, it's oh, wow, fi- Argentina finally put it together. But I've noticed this in these Argentina games. They have it together for about 65, 70 minutes, and then everything cr- starts to crumble. And you see it, because look, they scored, or Netherlands scored in the 83rd and 90th plus 11. This Argentina team needs to learn how to hold on to leads, especially now when they're playing a Croatia team who has been there more recently than Argentina has. Yeah. Like, if Argentina doesn't put their shit together, we're getting a back-to-back finalist because this Croatia team does not play. They, They don't care how they win. They just care that they win. And that they suffered along the way. They suffered along <laughs> the way. And, um, yeah, to add to, I, you know, you mentioned um, the eight-foot-tall goalie that is Noppert. Uh, but uh, the fact that Weghorst is just a, a giant of a forward at six-foot-six just tossing headers, and I'm like, you didn't do that at Burnley. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> what winger at Burnley uh, is able to do that? Um, and, yeah, the, if, if we wanted to... You know, get right into the drama of it. I mean, he's coming off the bench with a yellow card uh, due to a uh, a little uh, a little insult uh, of uh, I, I forgot who on a who on the Argentinian team was the one that was like, "This is a good idea." I have no idea. I wish I yeah I couldn't recall, but just uh, blasting the ball right towards the uh, the bench the the Dutch bench. Oh, that just, wasn't when that was though. Oh no! I thought that was no, the one no, where no. Everybody was getting the cards. That was in like the 89th minute because he didn't get a card. He got oh, a card yeah. for the slide tackle before then. This was oh, like right okay. before halftime when Weghorst got it. Mm. But like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> this ref was horrible. I want to put that out there, and it wasn't just horrible for the Netherlands. He was horrible. Period. Um really did not control the game. Essentially, the game devolved into a fight because he was just not taking charge. Would you say um, more SmackDown or more Raw? Hmm. Great question. Definitely not ECW. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to go for the elusive third option. I was, I was, that's what I was trying to do. And then I was, I was like going to say ECW and I was like, that's too much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, the game was chippy as hell, kind of, uh, not what you want to see from a game like this, but hey, they moved on. That's all that matters. Um, my wife, like I said, we watched these games together and she now hates penalties more than any, anything. (laughs) (laughs) She, she turned to me and she said, I watched four fucking hours of soccer just for <laughs> them to go to penalties 
<laughs> she's yeah. like, it it feels like this isn't a real way to determine a winner. And I was like, uh, let me tell you something. Here's a secret. You're not oh. in the minority. <laughs> not Nobody <laughs> likes penalties. Yeah. But that's no. the best we got right now. Yeah. So Yeah, so a full day of penalties. Argentina moves on. Uh, Croatia moves on. They meet in the semifinals. Um, you know, in one game, we had Brazil lose to Croatia where when that ball clanged off the post in the Marquinhos kick, uh, it's the only time I ever watched a soccer game where I was legitimately speechless for a full minute. Because <laughs> it yeah. hit off, and I was just like, well, this is stupid because it's just going to be dead air. But, <laughs> but, but like legitimately speechless for a yeah. full minute. Yeah, and Kristen's was, uh... like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm... I said, I'm fine. I just like can't believe what I just watched. Um, and then you have this penalty shootout where uh, the game is over. And I'm just like, sick, we're moving on. Uh, (laughs) Thank God that game's over. What a shit show. I wanted Argentina to win. One, because I predicted them to win, and I want to to continue seeming like I know what I'm talking about. And then two, because I really, I want Messi to win the World Cup before he retires from international play again. (laughs) <laughs> Never forget, he has retired yeah, from international play before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were the those were the Friday games. You got anything yeah. to add that I missed? Um, no. Honestly, I would probably whatever I'm thinking of. I think I'll save for our predictions for the semifinals. Um, I think the drama that was a, a double game penalties was enough to uh, shake the shit out my keister. Uh, (laughs) you know just that casual phrase that everybody uses um and uh yeah saturday if we slide right into that um you know i plan to to go see the england france game uh in a public showing the morocco portugal game uh uh, karen and i were were invited to uh astoria to watch the game seeing as her sister's boyfriend is portuguese um and what i found out on friday was that uh astoria apparently has a large moroccan population uh, hell yeah which was later proven uh because uh uh, steven uh they ended up at this bar (laughs) and he was like i was one of like maybe five guys with portugal jerseys everybody else there was pro morocco (laughs) and he's like oh i did not he's like i really didn't think that was gonna happen (laughs) um and then thankfully, uh, well, he was actually later told after the game to avoid certain street sh- streets because people were just, like, in the streets with flares and stuff. Uh, yes, guys, Morocco does beat Portugal one nothing, uh, And, you know, red flares galore. The red and green that isn't for a European team is flying. Um, and you can't help but be happy for them. I mean, as, as, as we said before recording... Um, everybody would love to see them win, but can't see it truly happening. Um, you know, I, I would, I would love for it to happen. If they beat France, uh, I will be devastated if they lose the final. Oh yeah. 
like to to beat France and then lose in the finals to either Argentina or Croatia would be like wow. I mean, I feel no, like no, no. you guys. It's not just to beat France. <laughs> it's to beat Belgium, Spain, no, Portugal, yeah. and France, and then just to lose it. Like no no disrespect to Argentina or Croatia, but th- that's. No. I posted a picture on Twitter of the Moroccan players on the cover of Giant Killing because they've been killing giants in this tournament. <laughs> um, yeah, they really If have. they were to make it to the final and lose to either Argentina or Croatia, Argentina who's been underperforming at this World Cup, or Croatia who, for lack of a better term, like they can't really be getting... They have one win and it's against Canada in this tournament. You yeah. know? Yeah, they've Uh-oh. struggled offensively. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, they have I'm one win. that out. No. <laughs> Keeping it in. Now everybody knows Peter sneezes. Oh. He's human after all. Damn it. Um, it Croatia, who really hasn't... They, they haven't been closing it out in regular time, no. except for Canada, where... The whole who effed who <laughs> line was said. Um, I mean, we got to make up some shit. We got to make up that Messi said, I'm going to fuck him so good. I'm going to fuck him so hard and deep. <laughs> but you're seeing uh, this team, this Morocco team. They're not. The craziest part about this whole thing is this Moroccan team is not just getting lucky. They're legitimately outclassing Spain outclassing Belgium, outclassing Portugal in everything. They played so much better than this Portuguese team where you have a Nezri jump up above the fucking clouds to head this ball home uh, against Portugal. Where I think in the in the picture, where he is when his head touches the ball, his head is above Costa's gloves, and he's also off the ground. It's not like yeah. he stood still. Um, it was insane. And I actually, I actually, it, think by that no means did they get lucky. By no means, they won this in regulation. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Sorry, you mentioned the, the header because um, I think the first thing I saw on Twitter was the comparison to the um, Ronaldo header when he was at Juventus. I think he was just oh my like gosh. high above. Uh, I think it looks like it's uh, just from the pictures I'm clicking at a Sampdoria defender. And thankfully, yeah, getting to click back at the image so high. I and I think when I had to rewatch the highlights uh, before recording, even the camera angle uh, of the game, you're like, that's that's big. That's a big jump. You know, it felt like uh, for a second I was uh, playing a game of NBA Jam. I was like, all right, big head, big header. Yeah. Um, but no, just massive, massive leap. And um, the the athleticism of Nezri to, to reach that height to score the only goal of the game. Uh, I mean, oh, just amazing. Darren Maddox style. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that goal? Darren Maddox. Um, who was it against, though? Toronto. Uh, Darren Maddox versus Toronto FC, where he cleared a fucking human being. <laughs> without He like didn't even put his hands on him. He just jumped over the guy. 
It was Let's unreal. See. Um but it was it was kind of like that because you're just like you look at him jump and you're like, "Oh wow, he's he's still going." How could how could a human <laughs> get this high? Yeah, wait um, for him to start flying. It is one of the most incredible goals you'll see, and it's uh, again, they didn't it's not like they got lucky. Bono made three great nope. saves during the game. Yeah. Uh the whole team besides, you know, some unfortunate behavior by Walid Shadira at the end of the game, like played really well. <laughs> the Bari boy. <laughs> he came on and I turned to Kristen. I go, that's our guy. We're, we love him. She goes, why? I go, he plays for Bari. That's why. We, gotta, we love him. <laughs> he comes he gets the two yellow cards. Kristen's going nuts. Oh, yeah. She's a ride or die for sure. And she'll be like, what the fuck did he even do? There's nothing like it. <laughs> I was like, my boy is un- innocent. I was like, unfortunately, he did get two yellow cardable offenses. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I'm not gonna lie. I may be biased, but I've definitely seen referees leave with a warning on those. Yeah, no. Uh, but by the book, they're both yellow card offenses. There's, you got no complaints out of me. Uh, he gets sent no off. Bob. In the 90 plus one, first yellow card, 90 plus three, second yellow card. So then you have uh, Morocco playing for five minutes down a man, and my heart's racing because I want this first African team to reach the semifinals. I want it more than anything. Yeah. Um, And then for them to take down another giant, like I said before, in Portugal, a team where I said in the last episode was one of the four teams – that I thought realistically could win the World Cup. And, you know, spoiler alert, to a head, the only team left is France <coughs> from the four <laughs> teams that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, but we're now, like, you and I were talking about this before we, we went live, uh, but <laughs> all four of these teams feel like they could win the World Cup for whatever reason. You got... Croatia and Argentina playing for Modric and Messi to finally get there in their last World Cup. You have France, who looks to be the best team out of these four. And then you have Morocco, who has now, for the third time in a row, said, oh, you think we give a fuck about how (laughs) you look? (laughs) They they must be listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine. There's got to be something (laughs) behind them. And... uh, Again, the giant killing, um, it's like it's a profession to them. Like, I don't know if you know, like, Hellboy or the Hellboy universe. I, I just remember uh, the last movie they did, They were, he helped out these, uh, like, giant hunters. And they were just regular humans. But then they had, like, you know, like a old-timey, like, lodge. And then there were just heads of giants all over the wall. I want someone oh to just God. do the artwork. <laughs> Of just the Moroccan players and then just massive heads <laughs> just surrounding the walls. Um, yeah, they're just, oh. uh, it's awesome to see them go this far and it would be nice to see it continue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of Morocco, though, one of the biggest things that I think that they have going for them is Amrabat being a fucking steam engine in the it's midfield. Crazy. This guy's never tired. Never. 
Also, you know how we were talking about this before? How we were like, there's definitely another Amrabat that we... Yeah. I think this it was like in our group pro- um, projection round. Like, And we made the joke that we're like, oh, we're just getting him confused with his older brother. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> we were getting him confused with his older brother. There we go. Who, who is uh, Nordin Ab- Amrabat. Yeah. Who spent some time at Watford and was on the, you know, Morocco 2018 World Cup team. Uh, uh. But that's where that came into play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has been... Uh, listen, Fiorentina by no means is a small club. No. I would not be surprised if one of these bigger clubs, whether it be the uh, Napoli, Inter, Milan, uh, Juve, any Premier League team, um, <coughs> Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, somebody like them comes calling for him after this World Cup. I've I've already seen... Uh, rumors of their left back. What's his name? I'm going like to butcher it. Atiyat Allah. I've seen him being linked to the Premier League. Oh, yeah. And he he plays in Morocco, you know, because oh, he's wow. been incredible in this World Cup. At, just because you're looking at all these guys who are really just putting in the work for their country. It's what the World Cup's about. You love seeing this, and you you never see a team like this that like inspires so many people. It's like, oh, do you know David can win against Goliath. Mm-hmm. He's proven it three times now, <laughs> and it's what it's all about. It's it's the the most optimal thing you could hope for in a World Cup besides your home nation winning the whole thing. Yeah. and we, we hope the story doesn't uh, fall flat or short in any way. Um, yeah. And then we got to go to the, the last game, the last game that was on Saturday, the what felt like a true final, England versus France, where um, England uh, disappoint in another quarterfinal, uh, and France <sighs> come out the victors 2-1. I mean, to be fair... They've had they've had a pretty good streak. Yeah, Euro yeah. Euro they made it to the final. They made it to the semifinal of the last World Cup. Um, if they play any of the other, I would say any of the other teams besides maybe Portugal or Brazil, they may have made it to the next round. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> we were talking about this before. If you can't score in open play you're not going to beat a team like France. No. Um, you know, Chuameni proving again why he is so great. Uh, and even the greats have a lapse mentally and, you know, give up a penalty where they... <laughs> yeah. <had> no, <laughs> he had no business tackling the way that he yeah, did. there's no need. There, there was no need for that. Um, but he's been he, continuing his incredible World Cup. He scores a goal from a beautiful Griezmann assist. Then you have Giroud do it. Oh, did you watch this whole game? Yes. Do you remember what happened in the third minute that that potentially had me laughing? Giroud tried to do a scorpion kick. (laughs) (laughs) In In the third minute of the game, 
And I was just pointing at the screen. Kristen's like, what just happened? I was like, she's like, why are you laughing so hard? I was like, Drew tried a scorpion kick. She goes, what does that mean? And I like acted it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, he's he's that player that is just so confident. He's like, I can do those. I can do them. And he's done them. I'm handsome. And, uh, I mean, he does. He does get the winning goal. Uh, he can't stop scoring. He's he's gonna be one of France's go-to targets, um, and you know has been. I mean, being able to break the the goal scoring record for France in this competition uh, and still producing, um, terrifying, uh, almost annoying. Um, and making up for the uh, the errors of Chuamani, but I think Chuamani's like, I give you one, you give me one. Uh, I don't know. He's gonna... <laughs> uh, just being a real uh, uh, Nick from uh, was it uh, New Girl or the the cookie? That's scene. I had I a feeling cookie, that's where you were going. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I feeling you that's one, where you were one. going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and. You know, you're mentioning the open play situation. Uh, yeah, England were kind of, they faltered in open play scoring. Um, I mean, I think at one point, I don't know what, what minute it was, but Mason Mount just was like, let me just take a ballsy shot from way outside the box. And it was nowhere near. It was like, why did you think that was a good idea? Yep. You know, like, you're not the guy. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> <You're> that guy. <laughs> But, um, you know, Harry Kane uh, converts, you know, the Chuamani, uh stupidity that is that foul and eventually gets awful another foul. opportunity. Yeah, awful foul. Both of them were. Could have been avoided. Yeah, both, both of them were unnecessary for the both I of think, the England penalties. I think completely they were, unnecessary. Just, I think France was playing mind games because they were like, we're winning this no matter what. So we're going to give you a chance to get close. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Harry Kane uh, fudging up, you know, the second one. Heartbreaking to see uh, mouth breathers suffer so much. Uh, oh, my goodness. And I, what was it? The I don't I think it was in our group chat, the tweet. Um, it's a shame uh, Harry Kane has scored uh, 314 goals, and yet none of them have really meant anything. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, this is... Uh, a player that uh, is definitely going to be uh, struggling. I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, but uh, Pickford and Trippier were uh, telling cameramen to like fuck off, like don't go near our guy. Like Harry Kane was just like in a in a heap, and they were like, don't don't go near him, don't you do it. Um, it's sad to see uh, a guy who tried to put it on his shoulders and came up short. Just uh, they they couldn't uh, they couldn't convert in the open play and that really killed them. Yeah. What could you do? Uh, score in open play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> Reverse the card. England team. They really like the worst part is is that they really dominated the play for most of this game. Yeah. No, um, they looked solid. It's not like France looked bad either. That's the crazy no. part. But they couldn't get it done where they needed to get done. Yeah. It was just um, the end product. They were kind of hunting penalties at one point, which I've you know, i been well-documented saying I hate when teams hunt penalties. I think that it yeah. really, you know, especially when you're playing the way that England played, I think that they could have 
leveled it up their own on their own. Uh, but they were throwing themselves down by the end of the game. And what can you do about it? In that, in yeah. the, when that happens, what can you do? You're just you're f- effectively throwing away the game. So yeah. now they have the question of: Is Southgate going to stay on? Like, what are they going to do with this team that's now only getting older? <coughs> you know, they've made it to one World Cup final. In the history of the World Cup, England has made it to one World Cup final. Yeah. And that was, by the next World Cup, it would have been 60 years ago. Big yikes. So what do you do if you're England? Because France, <laughs> France outplayed them. In the, yeah. in the sense that games are won by goals scored, France outplayed them. I mean, here's what you do. And, you know, I'm not a professional or anything. I, d- I don't hold a committee that hires. But something tells me you need to group together. Um, and we mentioned, you know, the four M's, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But here's my real four <laughs> horsemen of the apocalypse that would bring about uh, an England World Cup. We need the coaching combination of, of Harry Redknapp, Neil Warnock, uh, Sam Allardyce, and uh, Sean Deitch. There you go. Sean that four. Deitch. <laughs> it's gonna be Di- it's gonna be Sean Deitch. <laughs> and uh, that would bring England a World Cup. I truly believe that if those four men can <laughs> uh, can share uh, <laughs> developing a team for success, it can only be those men. Uh, and somehow, uh, I know for a fact, Harry Redknapp would try to get Nico Cranchar out of retirement and somehow playing for England. Uh, I just see it, and he loves to bring that guy up. Um, but yeah, sadly, sadly, another another moment where we see England looking fantastic and then uh, halted from uh, success that we could have seen them achieve. You know, I could have easily seen them in the finals, but, you know, you're coming up against uh, a hot France. Hot France. Hot France. <clears throat> Only because of Giroud. It's France, but hot. It's France, but, oh, my God, so hot. So hot. Stay away. Too <laughs> hot. Too hot. But now we'll talk about these matchups. Oh, yeah. Argentina-Croatia. Mm-hmm. You got Montiel and Acuna suspended for this game, and Papu Good. Gomez injured, <laughs> potentially. Relief. Um, the good thing for Argentina is it seems as though Acuna is the only one who is a normal starter Yeah. Uh, for this team. Uh, Croatia's got nobody missing, by the way, in terms of suspensions and injuries at the moment. You know, somebody could have picked up a knock in, inj- in um, training today, and I don't know about it, but... <laughs> uh, you look at these two teams. Let me just you, double I, check real quick. Livakovic, <laughs> broken legs. <laughs> <laughs> One of his six arms busted. <laughs> um, you look at these two teams, and from a high level, you may say, oh, Argentina's got this in the bag. And then you're like, no, you idiot. There's been a tournament being played, and we actually have good form to go off of now. Um, Argentina's been largely underperforming. We touched on this a little bit before, right? And Croatia is that team that never says die more than any other team in this tournament. Croatia never says die. And I think it's going to be a lot closer of a game than people realize. I think Argentina 
with on paper has a better team, but in practice, you know, we said it before, they can't really they're not really great at holding on to a lead. Um they kind of let their emotions get the best of them a little bit too much. And then you look over at Croatia, who have been very calm throughout most of the tournament. They've been clinical when they get their chances. Like, they may not get a lot of chances, but when they get them, they're converting. Um, It's going to be a battle of the midfield, as so many games are. So you have to take a step back and look. Is this grit that Croatia has enough to bring them to their second final in their in two World Cups? Or is the pure skill on Argentina going to help bring them a little bit closer to this goal that they've had since forever? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the scary thing is, um, you know, Argent, Argentina, they have Messi not only as a talent, but as a massive morale booster. Like... All of these players have to be telling themselves, I have the opportunity to be on this team that can bring Messi the World Cup before he retires. Like, imagine that. Like, that's the story you want. There's the push for that. And uh, was it something that I looked up recently? The last game, I mean, against Netherlands, it was the first time Argentina have ever fielded a back five formation. Um, and, like, to do more of a dive into how they've played tactically is the fact that um, they've done really well at matching up against the opponent. And yes, there is quality um, in the team, but when you compare them to the other teams of like Spain and Brazil who have already gone out, I mean, I would like to think, or not I would like to, but um, in, in my opinion, I see more stars in those teams versus the Argentinian team across the board you know yes you have Messi, but outside of that like there aren't as many household names i mean the brazil team has so many players that whether it's uh for madrid barcelona man united uh, i'm not going to say arsenal but arsenal and then argentina has you know aston villa's number one goalkeeper stevie g's baby boy emmy but um formerly <laughs> where they don't have that that uh you know, star player uh, talent um, outside of Messi, it, you're seeing these guys that can kind of play these multiple roles uh, in the lineup, and it's kind of scary. Uh, if you're thinking uh, as a Croatian side, you're seeing the left side of, you know, a Papu Gomez and a, a Kuna um, not being able to play there's a sense of relief, but then you're backed up by a Tagliafico who could play uh, a little bit higher up on the left side, but still, uh, you know, left back. Um, it's it's It can be scary, but, uh, you know, then on the other side, it's a Croatian team that fought a high-flying Brazil, a very terrifying Brazil. Um, again, as, you know, my, my prediction was right. And yes, it was. It is. I still take that with me, but it was purely out of hope. <laughs> and the Croatians love to suffer. Um, it's it's a it's a crazy matchup. It's it's a fun matchup. It's a fun match. It's been but a fun I tournament. Be, I will be stressing, and my my hands will be moist and clammy, uh, and any paper that I will touch at work will become immediately damp. Um, 
as I watch this semifinal game. Um, and then I'll just quote you. That being said, um, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, Croatia can, uh, you know, beat them in penalties. As we said, we, we want Livakovic to get those 10 saves. We I could really see it do. Happen. And I think it, I could see it happen. I could see it happen. Well, <laughs> I wish I could see it happen because that's so fun. Um, uh, I think Argentina is going to win this. Um, yeah. They seem to be getting better every game that they play. There's uh, growth. Are they going to get good enough in time to, to win the final? I don't know, but I think they're good enough right now to win this semifinal against Croatia. Um, that's all I have to say about it. I mean, we've, I've really t- I've touched on everything before. I think yeah. that this team's going to work. You've touched on it too. That this team's going to work double hard for Messi. Not to say Croatia won't isn't going to work double hard for Modric, but like at the moment, apples to apples. I think. Argentina just edges them out. I'm also kind of saying this because a lot of my predictions have been wrong and I kind of want Croatia to be in the final. <laughs> my dream is a Croatia-Morocco final. That's my dream. Yeah. Because I want a first-time winner. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Argentina is going to come out over here. Yeah. And then, you know, seamless transition straight into France. Yeah. You have them playing against this Morocco team that for lack of a better term, has been really having a miracle run going through beating all these giant teams. And, you know, you can make the argument that's like, oh, it's not really a miracle if it keeps happening, but a large part of that is because of Romain Sace and he's injured. He got taken out on a stretcher, you know. Uh, Ziek is most likely going to be playing this game injured because he has a knock. Shadira, who has mostly been a bench piece and only really <laughs> featured in the last two games. Yeah. Red card, red can't come in. Um, you also have, like, Mazarui and Aguerd and Sabiri, who all are, have knocks as well, and like they're expected to recover and play in this game. I believe that Sace is the only one, with Sace oh, wow. and Kadira, obvi- Shadira, obviously are the only ones who are, like, not expected to play in this game but still you're playing injured against former world cup champions probably the best team in the tournament right now um france is so good (laughs) france is so they're so so good i think like at this point i think they're gonna win the world cup based on how they played i think they're and i think they're gonna beat morocco i mean what a story if Morocco wins, though. Yeah. Man, how incredible would that be? It would be the most exciting thing I've seen in a World Cup. It would since... knock my socks off. <laughs> ever. <laughs> it, I think it, it would be the most exciting thing I've ever seen in a World Cup. Oh, it'd be big. It'd be big. I mean, It would be massive. It's historic. It's already historic. Yeah. First African team in a semifinal. Yeah. You know, if, after this, if they win... They'd be the first, not just the first African team in a final, the first non-South American or European team in a final. Yeah. Wow. Me, me and my friends, like, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, talked about, hey, who do you think 
like what confederation do you think would win the first World Cup outside of Europe and South America? And I believe that most of the every most of everybody's answers was either Asia or North America with Japan or Mexico in mind. Mm-hmm. But you see this team Morocco getting closer than any African team has before and in the in this like run legitimately beating giants i mean the spain one was on penalties but you see bono saving three penalties yeah. that's a legitimate win in my when you hold spain to zero penalties scored after uh <laughs> luis martinez said was, is that the name of the spain coach right luis martinez that sounds um, wrong. Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique. After Luis Enrique says, oh, yeah, I had all my players take a 1,000 penalties throughout the year to practice for a situation like this, and then they score zero. That's a legitimate win yeah. in my book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. You have them beating uh, Belgium. What was it, 2-0? Yes, yeah, I think so. Beating Spain on penalties with a 0-0. They have one goal scored on them in this whole tournament. And that's an own goal. Crazy. Um, if any team can pull off this upset, even with these injuries, it's Morocco. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope no, I'm wrong I, on both yeah, of my I predictions. Hope so too. You know what? I again, I'm the hopeful. I, I'll I'll put my name on it. I, I want Morocco through. Uh, I'd like to think that this curse that we construct at the start will somehow take effect. Just super delayed. <laughs> Just um, delayed a little bit. You know, I think this is where uh, the World Cup drunkenness seeps in. They start to feel as though they're winning already, and they will underestimate Morocco because uh, as, a, as a non-European, or maybe as a European not, not in France, I will think that there is some sort of um, pompousness or uh, assumption that they are now in their own heads favorites i mean come on olivier Giroud, the man is trying to take scorpion kick goals in the third minute of a game against england but maybe it's because he locked eyes with harry Maguire. he's like you're not you're not getting in my way uh (laughs) (laughs) he's like you're not i'm not worried and then he looks at jordan pickford he's like oh those are tiny arms i got you don't worry (laughs) uh maybe it's that maybe it's not him being overtly confident it's him knowing his uh his opponent um but um, a, an interesting thing that I saw on social media, especially with um, Morocco beating Portugal, was an emphasis on their um, federation and investment in training facilities and how it's mentioned, you know, I want to say four or five players um, that have come uh, through that newly developed uh, program and facilities. And then also like, expats like i think bono is uh born he's born in montreal yeah he's canadian and he's apparently been doing interviews in a canadian jersey oh my gosh i was like ah you can't you gotta love the guy um so you have you know the expats coming back um to to this team or uh staying with this team and then you have these guys coming through this program i mean if they weren't you know to win this game your only hope is with that story that's being pushed through social media and the performances of this World Cup, you'd like to see that they'd be uh, at least a consistent staple in, in World Cups to come. Um, but I, I'd like to think the story doesn't die here. 
Um, and I'll, I'll say Morocco stuns France because, uh, you know, Mbappe needs a reality check. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're being yeah. so respectful up until that very last I, comment. I, I thought I'd slide it in. I'm not. <laughs> I just needed it, need it to happen. You know what? It would build his story more. We all know this. We've seen sports movies. We've all seen sports movies, guys. Yeah, they need to Don't see pretend the like you steps. haven't. Who doesn't watch movies? It's Who's be a listen? Question I post on Instagram. Uh-oh. Do you watch I movies? Watch yes movies. or no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch movies. Oh, but I've seen Airbud. Oh, I've so seen Airbud. You've seen, seen a movie sports movie you need to watch. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um so, in summation, I have Argentina fi- uh, France final. You have the much more likely Croatia-Morocco final. Hell yeah. You have everyone's hopes and dreams. Uh, in my hands. Just I have them closely. I have the realistic cynic view <laughs> of saying, hey, you know what? These two teams are probably going to win. So <laughs> I, I, want, mean... I want me to be wrong. Me too, but I mean, my my prediction is like the equivalent. I mean, and it's perfect. Uh, this this little analogy, I guess, in my in my head, is it's around Christmas time. I am the small child with a very fragile decoration <laughs> going high on the ladder to put it up. It's everyone's hopes and dreams. Uh, the one that Dad spent a lot of money on on Mom that has the whole family pictured on it. It's got little snow things in it. If you shake it, it's translucent. And they're letting their their youngest child put it on the tree. And here I am, Croatia-Morocco final, delicately placing it, but only my toes on the ladder. And I'm leaning towards the tree. Uh, Hopefully I don't fall, uh, shatter it, and scare the dog. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that was a tall drink of water. Um... But let's get into the goals and the players of the week. I mean, yeah. To, to summarize the quarterfinals, uh, the big highlights. Biggest highlights. Yeah. Why don't you start us off with the goal? What was your goal of the week? Oh, I mean, I think um, as deflating as it was, uh, as someone who doesn't want to watch uh, a France repeat, that first goal for France. Uh, Aurelien Chouameni, as we said, uh, a 22-year-old lighting up uh, on the big stage and uh, oh, just an outside-the-box, like, turn and thump. Just turn and thump. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Like, It was it good. Was, it was good. I mean, uh, there's nothing else you could say to it. I mean, distance, expectation as to taking the shot and it going in wasn't expecting it and just immediate uh, crowd silencer um, very deflating uh, if I was England uh, an England team that uh, you know doesn't know how to score um, <laughs> very deflating but uh, an amazing goal to see uh, and just a young player that's uh, putting in unexpected yeah very unexpected completely though. unexpected I mean he's a defensive midfielder right yeah yeah and he's just taking thumps he's the boy's hitting thumps <laughs> hitting dingers it, he was completely unmarked um and like yeah why would you unmark the defensive midfielder when he's what 25 yards out yeah 
Uh, you see, who was it? Stones noticing late. Oh, fuck. He's like completely open. Or maybe it was Bellingham just sprinting <laughs> over to him, like way out of position. Yeah. Um, Sprinting over from essentially the penalty spot to him. Too late. Sorry. Bottom left-hand corner. It was just perfect placement. He's really taking, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of uh, this tournament where we would talk, we talked about this group. Will somebody be able to come up and fill Pogba or Conte's shoes? Because obviously they're not playing in this tournament. (laughs) You got to be thinking to yourself, too many, if he's taking Pogba's spot, do you think he's been doing a better job than po- current Pogba would be doing? I would say yes. He's been one of the better, best players in the tournament. One yeah, of the best players in the tournament. Um, and, you know, while we could, might have been seeing a younger, younger Paul Pogba pulling off the stuff that he's been able to do, I don't think we're seeing the current one. So <laughs> you got to think to yourself, as shitty as it sounds, is his injury to the benefit of France? I think the answer right now is yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he is my goal, but he couldn't possibly be my player for the fact that he does give up a penalty later on. If it wasn't for that, I would probably be like, nah, he might have been the guy. He, he might have been the Big guy. Big mental lapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, it's showing the age, um, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't expect from him uh, moving forward. Yeah. Or we should. Keep an eye on it. Morocco's going to get 12 penalties because Trumeni is just going to go in two-footed <laughs> in the box. He's like, no, no, no. They get 12. Now I get 12. Let's score 12. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh. <laughs> Today I was on, um, what was it? I think it was like the Sun's website. And they have a, uh, it definitely wasn't the Sun. Maybe it was Daily Mail or something. They have like a box to predict the score. <laughs> I decided to, and it was like, oh, predict the score. If you get it right, you could win 5,000 pounds. <laughs> and I, uh, I predicted Argentina versus Croatia to go 9 9. So, you know, keep a lookout. I'll be the $5,000 winner. Uh, but my goal, a little different. My goal, I am picking for goal of the week, not for the goal itself, but for the assist. Uh-huh. In, I'm picking Molina's goal versus Nederland. Because, just because of Lionel Messi's absolute dime of a through ball. Yeah. It was, how, could you even call it a through? Yeah, it's a through ball. Um, he looks up for half a second to see where Molina's run is going. Keeps his run going. No look through ball pass that lands right at his feet. Mid stride. And he just slots it home past Nopert. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life, especially when it comes to soccer. <clears throat> the finish is yeah. class, too. It's just a little poke to get past him with Virgil van Dyke coming sliding in at the last minute. Oh, my goodness. It was something else. And that's part of that messy magic that you see uh, that people talk about. And, and it's one of those moments where you sit here and you think to yourself, like, this guy's how old and he's still doing stuff like this? Like, if you've never seen soccer before, you'd be like, I kind of understand why they consider him the best in the world. 
<laughs> You're um, like, I think I get it now. Yeah, I think I get it. <laughs> I mean, all um, I see, all I see from this combo, you know, Lionel Messi is looking at Nahuel Molina. He's like, "Am I Bruno Mars?" And you're Anderson <laughs> Pac because we're just about to create Silk Sonic. We're about to make some smooth, smooth baby making music. Um, <laughs> and here we have Nahuel Molina, a, a, a fullback, um, just coming out and uh, just cherry, yeah, cherry on top, just uh, being able to finish something so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah, we I talked about it already, <laughs> yeah, essentially <I> <laughs> during the. Uh, you alluded to it. I couldn't help myself. It was just so awesome. Uh, but more people that we've alluded to, Richie, who's your player of the quarterfinals? Well, as you know me, besides being uh, a hopeful dramatic when it comes to these matchups uh, in my predictions, but also uh, a massively flawed and biased individual, and I can't help but pick the six-armed freak, uh, <laughs> Dominic Lovakovic, and... Uh, the man had no right to to continue to be this good, um, to go toe-to-toe uh, with Brazilian penalty shots being thrown at him. And as we said, you know, despite how beautiful Neymar's goal is, Lovakovic did everything right, you know, didn't look a fool. It's just something that you can't stop. Um, it didn't deflate his, his performance at all. I mean, if... Yeah, had, if I got scored on that, like that, in extra time, like I would be absolutely deflated. And you know, he stayed strong, and um, you know, goes into the penalties confident as all hell. And uh, yes, the luck of Marquinhos's uh, shot hitting uh, the post, but still uh, putting in a large display, being a big, big boy coming up big. I gotta count all his fingers because I'm like, how the hell are you doing this? And again, hopefully we can only see him continue to have amazing penalty performances uh, as as he beats Argentina in the semis on his own, on his own. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the team will be rested for the finals. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, keep dreaming. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then who's who's your man? Who's your boy? Who's your who's your my boy? Your, your baby Yusef boy. and Nezri. How could you not pick him? Um, the mad, the mad he, Yeah, the David who killed the Goliath of Portugal. Um, the guy jumped up to high five God before hammering his header home, and like, what more could you say? The guy, he also put a shot on target later on, forced to save at Acosta. It, it, he did what needed to be done. He did what you ask any striker to do, and that's give us a goal so that we can fucking win this game. Truly understood um, the assignment. He understood the assignment. That's what the children say. <laughs> that's what they do say. Tick tock. That's what every child says. Hey, Hash- tick tock. Tick tock. Hashtag tick tock. This is um, me, Elon Musk. <laughs> Hashtag tick tock. <laughs> but I mean, he had a great game. You know, he kept the ball when he needed to. He pushed forward. Like, we're talking about capitalizing on chances with Croatia before. 
You know what the possession split was in this Morocco-Portugal game? Do tell, Peter. 73-27 Portugal. So you really talk about making your chances count. Morocco did just that. Something English. He said, you know what? We're not going to get many of these. This Portugal team is good. I need to be clinical in the finishing. And he was. We'll see if this translates over to the French game. Uh, the way that he plays, honestly, <clears throat> I could absolutely see it transferring over to this French game. He seems like he's a good guy to be um, a good matchup against this French defense for his yeah. sake. No, he's another one who we may have to one. keep an eye on afterwards. See, hey, like I know he's playing at um, Sevilla right now, mm-hmm. but... Is he going to be making a move to a bigger side now after this showing? Look, we see it. We see it all the time with these uh, World Cup performances. Somebody performs well in the World Cup, oop, big transfer. So is it going to be him too? This whole Moroccan team. This whole Moroccan team. I could totally see moving on to better clubs. Yeah. We'll Will see. it happen? Who knows? Who knows? Roman says back to Wolves. <laughs> King returns. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was. I mean, it's. There's only excitement. There's. There's. There's uh, fun too. Yes, there is fun. There's excitement. Um, there's fear, and uh, pure joy. Um, on that note, uh, I will most likely stay up all night, watch the Maradona documentary again, uh, so reality sets in. And I'll be like, I th- actually, no, you know what? I think I'm going to watch the Maradona documentary and then I'm going to watch the Croatia FIFA Plus documentary uh, <laughs> and then see which story is stronger so I can really get behind a team. <laughs> yeah. You say, fuck your heritage. Yeah, so that's so that's my homework for tonight. Um, so, yeah, I got to go start that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Smell you later, baby.